0: Malloy, yes. are you
1: ready? <laughs> I'm, here. I'm here, are I'm
0: <laughs> on my marks. I'm ready to
1: go. Are you ready to uh, toddle off into the sunset because Liam is sending you a text that you're keeping young people off out of a job? No, no, he was talking about you.
0: There's young and young, and
1: there's old and said, old. Listen, there's old and old. Okay. No, he okay. said old fart.
0: You definitely qualify
1: uh, under uh, fart, whatever no, about no, old. old. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um,
0: did he put, he, he signed it, uh, he at least signed it, did he? He did. I, yeah, yeah I, I always think that, especially when people are being allowed on the air to, you know, to say those kind of things, that they should at least be, forward, uh, be
1: you know, forced to sign yeah, it. Yeah, all right, he signed it. Now, I, do you know what I was, um, did you watch? Now, don't tell everybody. Okay, go okay, on, go on, go on. Tell don't tell you. everybody, you have to promise me. I won't tell Did him. you watch episode one of The Good Wife? I did. Wasn't it brilliant?
0: Yeah, I I I would say something by the way at that okay, this is the sixth series and okay, there obviously there are people out there who maybe haven't watched it but if you actually wanted to start watching now George just from that episode last week you could actually start and enjoy it and get into it and you know and once again the thing we always say the thing we always say just look at those look at there's at least six people there that are good enough the characters are strong enough the performances are strong enough to actually give them shows of their own look at at okay at um, the, the good wife Okay, she's she. Okay, she's she's a very strong character. Um, her husband, actually, Peter, is a strong character as well. Uh, the the young lawyer, um, what's his name? Kerry. Alan. Kerry. And of course, Kalinda. Uh, Kalinda is boss. Your
1: man is stunning. The Scottish actor. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who, yeah Alan, who Cumming, Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming. I mean, Cumming. when you when you see him. On, on television, he's been interviewed. Yeah, he has such a strong Scottish accent. Yeah, you wonder how Haley he then handles yeah, yeah, yeah. the American he's one. Good, the,
0: the answer is he's good at accents. Yeah. You know and then, but there's at least six there that could easily be given their no, own series.
1: Absolutely, I wanted to ask him. Uh, Also about Michael J. Fox Mm. because, like, it's very courageous the way he's carrying on. I know, I know,
0: I know. know This is going to sound, this is going to sound unkind and maybe even prejudiced. But I'm getting a bit irritated with him. I have to say, (laughs) in Uh, the show, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: But I like David Lee, you know, the other lawyer. he's just a complete, and I can't choose the word after. The the good wife, right? Because I taped it, you see. Mm-hmm. So I said, What'll I watch now? So I went to where you can download over a thousand movies on your skybox, you oh, know? Yeah, yeah. Right? What did I download? Earl Flynn, <laughs> Robin Hood. How <laughs> so many
0: times have you seen that? You, I don't
1: know how many times I've you seen. You must that. know it off by heart. For you, oh, I do. Yeah, it, yeah, I know it off by yeah. heart. Yeah.
0: But uh, just, just on the Good Wife. Okay, Good Wife six series started last week, and the Good Wife is a network show, which basically means with with the, with the cable shows, what we tend to get is about ten episodes, or at the very most, you might get thirteen episodes. But you have tw- you have twenty two episodes of the yes. Good Wife, so it's going to be running for five months. If anybody wants to get into it, and it's Really worth getting into because it has some of the, the best scripts in in
1: television, George. All right, now you've 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 seen Selma, haven't you? I
0: have. Yeah, yeah,
1: and you were impressed. A lot I, of advertising behind it. Yeah, I know no, that huge,
0: is. huge amount of advertising. Um, uh, okay, I, the, 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 there's the one thing I wasn't impressed about. But first of all, let's just kind of deal generally. First of all, it opens on Friday, and uh, it, it covers that kind of three months uh, period in Martin Luther's life that focuses focuses on the marches. Okay, one one of the things that he he did was. Um, uh, he, he he kept being put off by the politicians. He kept being delayed by the politicians. And uh, so he led this sort of activist group, this civil rights group, uh, over three marches from uh, Selma in uh, Alabama to Montgomery, which is 54 miles. Montgomery is the, the capital State of, 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 Alabama, of Alabama, as you know. OK, the first two never, never completed. The first one in particular... Um, the, the 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 marchers were leaving the town of Selma going over a bridge and they run straight into this blockade um, of state troopers and local lawmen, and uh, they're told to go back. They refuse to go back. One of the things, one of his policies, uh, was not to retaliate, and so attract attention to the cause by by letting them basically lose their rag. This was you know? Gandhi, yeah, really, absolutely Gandhi type stuff. Yeah, yeah. So so what what happens is is they refuse, and the cops basically rush them, and they, they charge at him on horses. They Whip them, they use nightsticks on them, they uh, throw them on the floor and kick them. And there are actually white people. This is in Selma in 1965, and there are white people looking on and. Uh, 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 Kind of egging the policemen on
1: and laughing at what's happening to the. Well, I remember it very well. Of yeah. course, like if you're of a, if you're an old age pensioner, mm. you remember this very well. The interesting thing is, there's Eddie Redman who yeah. may well win an Oscar yes, yeah. for for uh, Stephen Hawking. Yeah. he's got another movie out.
0: No, he has. Yeah, and well, did you see that, it? Just just one other thing I want to yeah. say about some in a minute. I did see it. I did see it. Yeah. It's called Jupiter Ascending. And it's a very strange kind of movie. There's 2,000 special effects shots in it. Uh, Now, that alone would basically drown out um, almost everything else in it. And it does, it drowns out, I think, the human values of the... um, of the story, the action sequences are, have a thin video game quality to them. And some of the dialogue and the situations, I think, are tiresomely cliched. And just to give people an idea, it's the story of this Russian immigrant called Jupiter Jones. She's played by this actress, Mila Kunis, and she's now living in um, in Chicago. She scrubs toilets for a living. And without knowing, uh, without knowing that she possesses the same apparently genetic makeup as the matriarch of a of a powerful galactic royal family. Okay, so is this royal family? It's like, do you remember El Cid?
1: Of course. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, there was. The, remember the three children in El Cid basically fighting for the throne. Well, it's that. That's that's what it is. That's basically what's at the centre of it. And uh, two of them are brothers and then there's a a girl. The two brothers are played by Eddie Redmayne and Douglas Booth. We'll have Douglas Booth on the picture show this week. And uh, they're both psychopaths, different kinds of psychopaths. (laughs) And the girl, the girl, the sister is a more sort of normal type. But anyway, uh, basically what they try to do is what the Eddie Redmayne character tries to do is he sends this bounty hunter to Earth uh, to try and wipe out this the right, heir okay. to the throne, and basically, basically it goes on from there. It's um, it's one hundred and fifty million. It was supposed to go out and it looks like that kind of movie. It was supposed to go out or be released uh, last July. Uh, Warner Brothers held it. They said they were holding it because they wanted to do more work on the special effects. And now they've put it out. And this, this tends to be fe- the traditional sort of situation is that January, February were bad months for releasing big movies. But they, I, I think that they, they couldn't do anything else with it. Right. So they put it out now. Okay.
1: Now, now, could I just say
0: one more thing on Selma? You,
1: you always do.
0: Yeah, on Selma. Yeah. Uh, this the
1: th- is the Philip Malloy show, yeah. presented yeah. by Philip Malloy.
0: Yeah, we you discussed, you raised this last week. One of the things about um, uh, about it is that I think, there, the, okay, there was a, quite a, a sizable black population in Selma, but only 2% of them were actually registered to vote. And uh, I told you that story last week. With,
1: with uh, Oprah
0: Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey. I, I, it's so powerful, George. In the movie, all right. Okay, her, her, going she I see it. She, yeah, she fills out all her forms. She goes up to the, the window at this uh, courthouse, and uh, she, the guy says to her, um, "Can you recite the prologue to the Constitution?" She starts into the prologue of the Constitution. Then he says, "Who are the sixty-seven uh, no, uh, the no, district?" No, no, no. He says, "How sorry, many who, yeah, district sorry, who are, the, are there?" How many? How many? How many uh, district, um, um, district court judges are there in the state? She and says, she says 67, 67. and he says. (laughs) name them and it's a killer absolute killer you know um, but now, it, it, the thing is, well by the way the actor who plays Martin Luther King in it David Ayalehu is absolutely magnetic right. in it he's worth seeing for it al- it's worth seeing for him alone
1: alright uh, well uh, more to
0: come. did you want to say more on Eddie Redmayne
1: mm-hmm. no I want to say <laughs> what I want to say yes. more to come God forbid
0: that you should be interrupted
1: including details of the return of the revised and updated Right Hook classic movies Philip, yeah. The fellow Liam, you know, who wants me to yes. roll over and yeah, die, yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he, a listener is reminded uh, about Silent Green with Edward oh, G. Yeah, Robinson, yeah, yeah. Charlton Hesby, yeah, because yeah. that's exactly what they did. Do you remember? Wasn't it? They persuaded people to go along to these death centres, yeah. die. Yeah. Now they actually turned them into mincemeat or yeah, yeah. something. Well, no, they turned remember?
0: them into into this green sort of the, cheese. This, right. she, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Right. Okay. Now I love this text from Barry and Blackrock. I want to savor every word <laughs> of it. My son and I went to see American Sniper last week. Truly, Mm. truly awful. Made the Green Berets with John Wayne look like Citizen Kane. Well, I 500% disagree. I I know you do. However, the week was rescued with the most wanted man with Philip Seymour Hoffman. A remarkable performance by a man no longer with us. Yeah,
0: I, I... With all due respect, I think that's a bit snobby. I have to say, and I, 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 I think Philip Seymour Hoffman is a great actor or was a great actor. And uh, The Most Wanted Man is a moderately sort of successful film. It's not great by any means, uh, but I do think that um,
1: um, American Sniper is a really first class movie. Okay, but I think what will happen, it's going to be really interesting. I think the numbers for American Sniper, the the audience number in America, will dwarf Europe because Europe will have a different attitude to that movie than... Uh, uh, America I
0: I do, I I do, anybody I've met, I, I, people seem to think that it's kind of an expression of enlightenment almost now to say you don't like this. I actually think it, it would be an expression of enlightenment to actually Discuss the movie. Look at the movie. See what its values are, and and you know right. go with them. I, I by the way you, you were you're talking about um, what it's taken in America. It's taken it's number one at the American uh, U.S. box office for the third week in succession. The North American box office, and it's on two hundred and forty eight million. That these are the kind of numbers that these superhero movies get. But I, I I begin to worry about it a bit for that, if you understand what I mean, because basically it means that all these rednecks these are coming yeah. out for it. All these uh, conservatives are coming out for it.
1: I think they are. I yeah, think yeah. it's. I think it's a political movie. Oh, I, mean, way, I might even go. That's the see way it's it. been seen. I I'm, might even go. Would you see go it? and see it? I might and We can might have a chat. decent debate about <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> just might. Yeah. 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 Have you seen Spiral season five on BBC Four? Dave says he yeah. thinks it's great. Yeah. And somebody else has been watching Fringe on Netflix. What about
0: those two? Well, Fringe is a. It's gone now. Fringe is. But it's on Netflix. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, um, I never got into Fringe. Okay. Uh, Spiral is. Uh, I saw the. I, I saw a plug for it at the weekend, and I pulled the plug, the trailer looked interesting. Is it what's about? Um,
1: it's. I. I haven't a clue what it's about because right. I haven't seen it. But, All right, but uh, season five. Yeah. You know, so mm. it's been around. Yeah. Um, now a couple of things I wanted. They because in the IFI this Friday. Oh God. Tell me about
0: This is it. great. It's great. It's great. No, it is. Um, okay, they have a couple of um, of old movies and restored old movies uh, at, at the IFI um, during the month. And one of them, needless to say, is Duck Soup, which is a Marx Brothers movie from 1933. And it's generally considered... um, What the the Marx Brothers did was, in that kind of stage of their career, the early 30s, and talkies, obviously, were just in. Uh, Talking Pictures came in in 1928 with um, with, uh, Warner Brothers. So talkies were just in. And obviously, with the likes of Groucho uh, talking, and talking very fast and talking very quickly, that meant an awful lot to the kind of comedy... Even though there was slapstick involved, uh, that meant an awful lot to the kind of comedy that they did. So anyway, they did this. And it's the one in which he plays Rufus T. Firefly. Remember? Remember, he was the president of Fredonia. Remember like that? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Fredonia has no money and they're looking for help. And uh, they get this woman, uh, this wealthy widow played by Margaret Dumont. Remember the great Margaret Dumont? She was in all of, of them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they get her to put up 20 million uh, <laughs> to rescue the economy, 20 million to rescue the economy uh, of Fredonia. And she insists that, um, that the Groucho Marx character, uh, Rufus T. Firefly be made president um, as the condition. So that's basically what it is. But
1: there were five Marx Brothers originally
0: yeah and well there's th- th- in this actually if you look at this the credits at the beginning say the four marks yes yeah, yeah. and
1: uh, the fifth one didn't really have much of an involvement but I'm trying to remember the fourth fellow the fourth name. fellow was Zeppo Zeppo, was Zeppo. exactly okay. and right. one of
0: the things was and he, he's very straight in this he played basically the straight man and he got fellow playing the straight man so what he, what he did was after this he went off and became an agent oh I see yeah. now, uh, the, 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 this is one of five films that they made when they were based in New York for Paramount Pictures and it's generally felt that they were more sort of anarchic than the stuff that they made when they went to Hollywood to work for all right
1: but the, the other fellow turn turned up like there was always Margaret Dumont but the other fellow who turned up in a lot of them was the father of Jack Jones, the singer, a fellow right. called Alan Jones. Jones. Yeah. He was a tenor. No, no
0: well, well, actually, what he did, George, was he replaced... Zeppo was a singer as well. Oh, I see. So when they went to Hollywood and Zeppo wasn't there, they needed someone else, obviously. So Alan Jones comes in.
1: All right. That's the fellow who
0: did the Donkey Serenade, do you remember that? Oh yes, of course, of course.
1: that's now, it. Now you have a question from a listener about Robert Ryan. I love these listeners' questions. Yeah. Right well,
0: Yeah, it's what's the guy's name the, the man's name. His name is is Brian Burke and he says that his father claims that uh, Robert Ryan sold his apartment in the Dakota building in New York to John Lennon. And John Lennon was as we all know was killed in I think 1972 was it by Mark Chapman at the Dakota building. And he wants to know if this is true. In fact, it is true, um, Brian. Um, uh, Robert Ryan would have been, uh, he would have been, I think it was 63 um, at that stage. And he had lung cancer Uh, and he was dying with lung cancer. So one of the things he did was he he moved away from his family for a period. So he moved away basically to be on his own. And that's that was what happened. He moved. He was had been in the Dakota building for an awful long time. And one of the things about Robert Ryan was in the 40s and 50s, he had a great career, George. He had a really uh, a career, a strong career in film noir, in uh, gangster movies. And he was um, he was that kind of performer. And uh, so w- what happened was his career slid a bit. Um, in the late 50s and early 60s and then he made things like the Dirty Dozen and the Professionals and basically he came back. So he was at the top of his form by that
1: stage in, in the early yeah. 60s. By the way Ingrid amazingly uh, taped something for me last night yeah. on the Arts Network yeah. and it was called Discovering John Wayne Yes, and, and I thought it was terrible.
0: Well, well. Could I just say before you develop that something that you like is he made a movie called Flying Leathernecks with John Wayne and he Robert, uh, Ryan yeah, Robert Ryan all his life yeah. had been um, a liberal he had been a campaigner for civil rights Anna and a marine and a marine uh, all those things and apparently he was appalled uh, at uh, at John Wayne's behavior and the kind yeah. of uh, things that he said well
1: i thought this was a, like this was another whitewash job and i just uh, you know what was it what was how do you well, mean a whitewash job well they had it it's amazing like i must say you went up my estimation last. Snipes <laughs> because no because they had all Not these really. they had all these film critics and yeah. none of them seemed to have ever seen a movie as far as I could see. Um the, uh, the, the we have finally somebody who thinks that uh, American Sniper is a great movie. Uh, yeah. he, he tell Philip I think people are here just misunderstand it. It's a lot more complex and nuanced than absolutely. Been agree with you.
0: I Agree with you. I agree totally with oh, that well, of course you And no, yeah. I do. But I, if you go and see it and you have a habit of sitting there never going to see these movies and I was talking to, to about them but but could could I just say um it it needs to be read I think this is a movie that needs to be read it's uh, as I said in in several reviews um Clint Eastwood uh, basically, uh, he learned his trade in uh, in the sixties and seventies, and he came on into his own with Play Misty for Me in the seventies. And uh, he learned, he worked with people like Don Siegel, and he learned the way of making a movie from. He learned movie making from those kind of guys, and you can see all of that. You can see yes. all of that in the movie, George. It's, it's I think it's superb. I mean, all right, first now
1: what's this? Shaun the Sheep? What's well, that? Well,
0: last on the morning, I hadn't seen it, and I was uh, doing an view kind of based on it the next day, so it was important that I see. So I went down to the Odeon Cinema down at the Point Depot, okay, and it was about, I don't know how many kids were there, but they were everywhere. Tom Dunn and his two kids were there, all kinds of other people were out, were there, and uh, they absolutely loved it. Anyway, Shaun the Sheep, um, it's a, a cartoon series made by Ardman. You know Ardman, the, uh, the the, the the, the the Bristol-based um, uh, um, company uh, who made uh, Wallace and Gromit. Well, they also made. Uh, for a long time, Wallace and Gromit were their main stars, but latterly they've been overtaken by Sean the Sheep and Sean the Sheep is shown in television in 170 different countries all around. And basically it's about Sean who's this clever, <laughs> who's this clever sheep. The kind of gormless sheep he has around them. There's a a, 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 a a by the way, the whole thing is is set on a farm uh, and, and there's a, 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 a basically a myopic farmer in it and there's a bob headed uh, uh, sheepdog called Bitzer. So it's basically all these trying to get sort of one up on each other throughout the story. It's really very well done. Great slapstick in it. uh, Very, very clever. Only runs for about 85 minutes. um, And I have to say, I I loved it. And I I spoke to Peter Lord, who actually founded Aardman Studios uh, the next day, George. And he was explaining to me, these are little 7 inch plasticine characters. 7 inch plasticine. And they come across you know, as full sort of screen-filling personalities on the screen.
1: It's very, very – it's great stuff. All right. Um, by the way, thanks to everybody who sent me in text telling me not to retire. Uh, that's great news altogether. All two of them. Uh, well, <laughs> yes. Anyway. Yeah. Um, you, the Picture Show. What have you got for us on the Picture Show?
0: Well, on the Picture Show is, is that um, – as you you well know we have a new sponsor which is Omniplex Cinemas okay and they're basically taking over um, sponsoring uh, Right Hook Classic Movies so uh, what we have is Right Hook Classic Movies coming back on the 26th of February with a restored version of the 1954 Alfred Hitchcock Classic uh, Rear Window and it'll be running simultaneously at the Omniplex Cinema in Man Point in Cork at the Crescent Shopping Centre in Limerick and at the Swan Centre in minds. And as you know, George, it stars um, James Stewart. I think it's Grace Kelly's best performance um, in a movie. The great, that lovely, pole faced actor Wendell Corey is in it. And the equally great Telma Ritter is in it. One of the greatest uh, um, uh, character actresses of all time. And of course, Raymond Burr. And uh, it's a fascinating study, I think, of obsession and voyeurism. And it comes from that sort of 10-year period, a kind of purple patch period um, uh, from Hitchcock that includes Psycho, um, Strangers on a Train, North by Northwest, uh, Vertigo, all of those. So he was really uh, sort of in a great sort of position at that time. Be shown in Eastman Colour, that was the kind of process that Paramount Pictures used at the time. And we'll be uh, showing it in cinema digital prints to ensure best quality. Um... So, what, what, what uh, Omniplex Cinemas have done, George? They've set up an arrangement with uh, Park Circus in Edinburgh, Film Bank and the British Film Institute in London and all of that basically means that we have a wider range of classic movies than ever before. So, um, now people can start buying tickets, that's at omniplex.ie for rear window for €8 Euro from tonight but we'll be giving away 24 complimentary tickets that are maybe 12 doubles in each of the three cinemas from next week. We'll be announcing these. Details from next week and um, I'll, I'll be giving a little bit more about it on the picture show on Saturday All right.
1: Monday. well uh, full details on newstalk.com forward slash uh, the right hook just, um, to say, just to emphasize again George that it looks wonderful the color in it is just wonderful alright um, the the uh I want to go back a minute to your point about uh, the uh, Good Wife being a network yeah. production. So yeah. therefore, it was twenty-two. Now, twenty-two episodes. Now, in all its previous series, they've run twenty-two episodes in twenty-two weeks, but they're not doing that this time.
0: No, as I said to you last week, there's a, there's a, and they've done this with quite a few series. That they actually did it with Mad Men. But, of course, Mad Men was a cable show. Um, they Remember, they divided Mad Men yeah. into two series of seven. Uh, so what they've done here is they've shown us, is it the first 12? Well, they're shown in America at the first 12. Now they've taken a break, and they'll be back in March with the the subsequent 10. So that's 22.
1: All right. Um, the, the 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 Hitchcock thing I want to talk to you about yeah. because I also saw another uh, documentary during the week about when uh, the British went into Bergen-Belsen, that the, the Nazi concentration camp, and of course they were totally overcome by everything. But there was a guy called Sidney Bernstein. They shot literally miles of film. So when yeah. they went back to it, and they had very little sound, and when they went back, just because of the equipment and so Suddenly, he had miles of stuff. He brought in Hitchcock um, he, who, who he knew and he thought Hitchcock would direct oh,
0: 46 it. would that be, 46? Oh, 45. Life, like, yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, the the uh, uh, the the, the situation then was that Hitchcock kind of had a look at it and did a bit but the interesting thing was they then showed it in American cinemas and it was the old double bill you know and there'd be 500 people for the Cowboy and there'd be 20 people for Bergen-Belsen so Mm. in fact the whole so Project. after after one
0: after one film or the first part of the double bill they'd leave. Yeah. And yeah. You
1: know. All right. Tell Philip it's a woman who made the comment about American Sniper, uh, says Ashling and Wicklow. So uh, in her view, therefore you know, women wouldn't appreciate it in the same way as men. I think that's her point.
0: Hmm. I I wouldn't necessarily take that. Anyway.
1: All right. Now, what about all these people coming in to say John Lennon shot in nineteen eighty? Sorry, nineteen
0: eighty. Was it nineteen eighty? I was way off at the the time. All right, but he still
1: bought it from. No, but
0: he bought it from him. Yeah, yeah, he bought it from. him. I
1: stayed in that building.
0: In the Dakota building.
1: Yeah, Palomine had an apartment there, but nobody wanted to shoot me. I wonder why. I wonder why. All right. Uh, All right. Tony Byrne from Kildare correctly answered Bruce Springsteen. He wins the pancake party hamper from Spar, and of course the National Children's Hospital will benefit.